Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Belong Church. I love that. Um, I give up, something's got to change, and that's just pretty awesome. And many of us feel that way at this time of the year. There's just so much going on, and it's cold outside one day here in Texas, and the next minute it's hot, and you just don't know what's going on. And it, sometimes it feels like Christmas, and you hear the Christmas music, and then it gets really hot, and you don't have all your stuff done, and just all the pressure that's on there. And I just love the list that went on and on, and it's just like you just don't know what you've got going on. Well, this morning... We've got a message that is going to be appropriate, but not usual. And, and I say it's appropriate because we're going to be talking about plans. And, and as we have plans, we see that God has plans for our lives. And we talk about that quite often. But when we look at New Year's resolution, and you might say, Pastor Kevin, why are you showing us a New Year's resolution for 2020 on the third Sunday in this month? I mean, it doesn't make sense. You should wait till January. But Dr. Kennedy actually challenged me many, many years ago and said that we should do our resolutions and make our plans for the next year in December so that on day one we get hit the ground rolling, and we, we get going, and we, we just continue on through the, the path of the year. So if you will, open your Bibles with me to Jeremiah 29, verse 11, and it's a, a verse that may be very familiar to many of us, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. So right there, if you've never heard this before, let me just help you out with this. God has a plan for you. God right there specifically says he has a plan for you. But look at this. It's not to harm you, but it's plans to prosper you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And we, we look at often that there's, there's many plans in our lives and there's many chapters in, our, in the book that is our life, but many of us end up putting more and more chapters that God didn't write. But we see that God does have a plan for us. So we have to jump into those plans. But you know, plans and New Year's resolutions and, and how we look at all these things, we, we end up with all these grandiose ideas. And, and as we saw in the bumper video, all these different things we want to try in the next year, we kind of modify it down. And the next year we modify it more. And it's like we have the same goals year to year, but we never quite hit them. A friend of mine posted on social media this week, says, so be so confident about God's plan that you don't even get upset anymore when things don't go your way. And maybe I should have put a screen up so it's easier to go, but I'm going to say it again. Be so confident about God's plan that you don't even get upset anymore when things don't go your way. Now, now, so oftentimes, if you're like me, if things don't go my way, I can get upset and I can get or just struggling and like, why is this not working out like I think? But I have to put my confidence in God's plan and not allow myself to get upset, not allow myself to get all worked up when it doesn't go how I think. See, because it's not I have a plan for my life, says Kevin. I have a plan for you says the Lord. Uh, a minister that we got to meet when we were at Church on the Rock in Florida, um, she came for a women's conference, and, and I was one of the people working it, and her name is Jennifer Beckham, and, and she was just wonderful, and I really related with her, and she's just really awesome, and she posts a lot on social media, and I would encourage you to go follow her on social media. At Instagram, it's underscore Jennifer Beckham 
with two N's, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-B-E-C-K-H-A-M. And she has all these wonderful postings. And I saw one when I was preparing this message, and it simply says this. A dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. And a plan backed by action becomes reality. Now, now, again, that was a lot of words, and and I want to just say it again and break it down just a little bit. A dream written down with a date becomes a goal. So as we're looking at the month of December and how we're heading into 2020 and, and a new year and all the different things and the opportunities that lay there, if we simply just have a dream and don't put any dates, if we don't put anything, it's never going to become a goal. It's just going to remain in this cloud-like form that never becomes reality. But when you sit down and put some goals I mean, make goals, they become dreams written down with a date. That's when it becomes a goal. And then it says a goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. So I challenge you whenever you're sitting down and and put some time aside to to actually plan out what you want and what you believe God has for you. And, of course, we we will do the the things and we'll start walking down this road and God says, okay, we're going to move over here. But it's easier to move, to steer a moving vehicle than one that's setting still that's not going anywhere. And then a plan that is steps broken down off of a goal that is with dates, and you've got these plans going on here. A plan backed by action becomes reality. You see, I have to not just take the first step to have a dream, but then I have to put dates on it and and times I want to accomplish it and and how I want to get there and and what I want to do. And then once I get there, then I have to have some steps. And then that, uh, that steps requires me to take those steps. And, and can I suggest to you, that's really where most of us lo- drop the ball. We don't ever take the action steps, and we don't actually take it to the plan that there are steps that are delineated that we know. Now, 2020, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of cheesy uh, phrases and, and plays on the word 2020 and vision that's going to come up here. But can I tell you that we need to take action steps to have that clear vision that will be in 2020. And 2020 is a number. It follows after 2019 and is before 2021 in the chronological order. But I believe that there can still be some prophetic emphasis on having clear-cut vision, which is 2020. Let me say it again. A plan, we have a screen for this, a plan backed by action becomes reality. So my choice and my challenge for you today is to develop a plan in the remaining days, the remaining 16 days that we have in this year, to develop a plan and have action steps. And that's how it becomes reality. See, next year shouldn't look like this year. It should look better. It should look progressing. It should not be, hey, every year's look the exact same, and I'm just so overwhelmed, and I'm so tired, and it's just the same old, same old, same old. You see, our realities can come when we put a plan and then we take action step. But, but can I even suggest to you it's continued action? It's not just a one-time action like, okay, I did it. I sat down in, in December, I made my goals, and I made my plans, and, and I put some action steps, and now I'm done. No, you've got to continue 
those actions. You've got to continue those plans and working on it. See, there's going to be short range in, in, in the goals that we look at. That's why the dates and then the plans and the action steps. Making next year look different than what this year. See, even if you had a great 2019, you still need to make 2020 even greater yet. And sit there with our, our arms open and extended to God saying, God, what is your plan? What do you have for me? And spend a minute of time in prayer. And maybe if it's one minute, whether it's an hour, or maybe it, who knows how long you have to do it. But spend even just the one-minute prayer or the 30-second prayer saying, God, you have a plan for me. It said it in Jeremiah 29, 11. I saw it. Show your plan to me. I did that in less than a minute. If you just pray that one time, you're inviting God into your life. But maybe you'll be like me and you'll pray that multiple times during the day. Maybe several days. Maybe continued on. But even though I said some people might say that 2019 was great, the truth be told, many of the people that I've talked to would say that the past several years have been really tough. They've been difficult. They've been things that you look at and go, man, I, I don't even know how I made it through. How did I progress that I even made it through? I had, had a friend that told me that they, they thought they'd be dead before their next birthday, and yet their birthday's coming up. Many other people had a death sentence from a doctor, and we prayed, and many, many people prayed, and, and the, the, the cancer's in remission. We see the, the situations and relationships that we're, we're asking God to intervene in and change, and we see things are different. We see we have to set goals, but we have to take time to do that, and, and not just like flippantly. I mean, this is our life, but to sit there and take time and set goals Maybe you need to put it on your calendar or maybe go, uh, you know, carve out an hour. Go to a park and, and look at beauty of nature and the, the fresh air. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's sitting on your back porch. Spend time setting goals. Church of the Highlands, who I just love and was so awesome when we got to be there a few weeks ago, uh, every first Wednesday, they have a first Wednesday service, and they always bring in a, a wonderful speaker. And this past week, they had, or two weeks ago, actually, they had um, Dr. John Maxwell come in as the speaker, and he's just always spectacular. You know, you may have heard, you probably likely have heard of him. I mean, he's one of the most renowned speakers, even in the secular corporate world, in the world. And he's just amazing. But he actually started off as a pastor years and years ago, and he felt the, go the call of God to step outside of the church walls and step into the local um, business arena and to bring God's principles to them. Now, as we listen to this message, and the title of this message is Living, Living Generously Means, and he goes on to define it, and he's got many different points, and we're just going to look at a very short period, like a, a two-minute window of this. But he's talking about how to live a generous life, and as we go into a new year, to live better than we lived this last year. And it requires something of me. And you may have heard this quote. It says, to get something you've never had, can you finish it for me? 
you have to do something you've never done. You may have heard the flip side of that, that doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. We don't want insanity, and we don't want to just sit here and keep getting the same thing over and over again. So if I want to get something I've never had, I have to do something I've never done. Which plays into what John Maxwell is talking about. So if you will, turn your attention to the screen. When we live generously, we continually sow seeds. Generous livers are continual seed sowers. When people ask me how I, how I would evaluate a successful day in my life, it's very simple. I judge my day as a success if by the seeds I sow, not by the harvest I reap. And so I'm always asking every day, did I serve? Did I add value? Did I give? In fact, the joy of me coming here every year and, and, and just coming alongside pastor and just helping people and doing the business thing and help raise money and the whole process is, it, it's because I, it, I'm just sowing seeds. I'm just, I'm just, I, just sowing seed. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not Johnny Appleseed, but I am Johnny Add Value Seed. And I sow every day. I, I, I sow, you see, the, the field says, bring me your seed, not bring me your need. We, we miss it, folks. We totally miss it because we get so need conscious and wrapped up in what we don't have and, and, and our scarcity. And, and, and so basically we say, you know, I, I got these needs. And, and, and no, no, the, the field says, no, bring, bring me the seed. You've got to start, start planting the seed. You, you think seed, not, not need. What did Jesus say? And I love Jesus said this. He says, give away your life. You'll find life given back. But not merely given back, given back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. You see, most people are preoccupied by increasing their standard of living. And I'm preoccupied by increasing my standard of giving. And it's a world of difference. I love how he talks about the seed. And we have to do something. See, that's not just about giving. That's not about just financial giving, but it's giving of ourselves. And what are you going to give your time to in this coming year? What are you going to give your talent to this coming year? All of this. And, and last week, in the last couple of weeks, we've looked at sowing and reaping, and we've looked at how God's plan is for you. It isn't about the, the receiving of the person who's receiving. It's about you and giving. And, and he said, it's just really struck me that the, the field where you plant your seed and where your harvest will come up doesn't say, hey, plant your need in here, but it says plant your seed in here, and that's God's economy. So can I challenge you today that you trust God in, in these different ways. And, and there's a couple of different levels you'll see them pop up on the screen. But trust God, number one, relationally. With all of your relationships, whether that's close and family, whether that's your work and your, your best friends and your social life, trust Him with all those relationships. Trust Him occupationally. Trust God with your job. 
Don't say, man, I hate it here and I don't want to stay here anymore and I, I can't stand my bosses. I can't, and whatever you would fill in the blank there. Trust God with that and ask him, God, this coming year, is this where you want me to stay what is your plan for me? And interpersonal, that's our, our interpersonal relationships and how we interact with those people closest to us. See, we should have growth in those things too. And, and the next one is finances, and we should have better finances this coming year than we had last year and then the year before that. And spiritual. See, if we're not growing in all of these areas, we've got something wrong. We've got something that's missing. But when I ask you to trust God with this, it's not just this ethereal, just a cloud in the sky that you really can't reach up and grab it. You can kind of see it, but you can't grab it, and there, there's nothing of substance. Look at Romans chapter 10. This is in, in the New Testament. In the message, it says, rest assured. Scripture reassures us, sorry, no one who trusts God, okay? I'm asking you this morning, today, whenever you're hearing this, to trust God. No one who trusts God like this in their heart and their soul will ever regret it. When you truly will surrender and give everything over to God, the Bible, the Scripture says, no one who does that will ever regret it. You'll never look back and go, man, I wish I hadn't given my life to God. I wish I hadn't surrendered my, my life, my plan to him. But look at these two words, in my heart and in my soul. My heart is, is down here, and it's, it's what leads me, and it's my convictions and my deep-found convictions. And my soul, soul is your three parts. It's your mind here, how I intellect think. My mind and my will and where I, how I direct and where my challenges are and where I, I want to go and my plans and where I'm going with the direction, my will, where am I going and the, the direction of travel and my emotions. So I'm supposed to trust God like this with my heart, with what I really know inside. God, I give you my heart. I'm also supposed to trust God with my soul, with my mind, with my will, with my directions, what we're talking about today, our next year, and our emotions. But look at the verses just above that. In the NASB, it says that if you can trust, confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart, the next verse 10, for with the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth, he confesses, resulting in salvation. And I, I pointed out the difference between heart and soul because look at how it breaks it down here. That I, I have two different things. Within the heart, I believe. See, that's, that's where I, I'm getting from here. It drops down in my heart like, okay, I, I understand. I get it. Resulting in my righteousness, that, that I accept God and his righteousness is then applied to me. But with my mouth, I confess. And that results in salvation. In the message, it says, with your whole being, you embrace God. Love this. Setting things right. And then you say it out loud. So I'm here today trying to get you to embrace God and just set things right in your life. But then it requires you to say it out loud. 
Look at this. God has set everything right between him and me. I love that. See, the fourth principle of our church is to make a difference. And, and as we, want, we know, number one is to know God and then to find freedom and d- uh, discover your purpose and then make a difference. See, because ultimately, every day I should resemble him more today than I did yesterday. I'm going to say that again. Ultimately, every day, I should resemble him, God, more today than I did yesterday. So as I go into 2020, I should resemble God more by the choices I'm making in my life, with the disciplines that I'm working on, the time that I'm putting, the plan I'm putting down, the extra steps. I should be goal-oriented in looking more like him, resembling more of him than I do of me. Let me remind you that salvation is a process. It's not a one-time event, and that's it. You're done. You're good. You're, you're, everything's perfect. But it is about a process. If you will, bow your heads with me. We saw this morning or today that God has plans for each of us. And let me say it more direct. God has plans for you. My question is, will you participate in his plans? I'll tell you again what we started off with. Plans backed by action become reality. God just having a plan for your life doesn't change your life until you put the action to it. Then it becomes reality. And you see, the first step in God's plan is for you to accept him. For you to accept Jesus. To to believe and confess as we just saw. Today, I'm about to give you an opportunity to do just that. And my message today is purposed to help you believe with the believing part, and and that's the whole scriptures. I'm laying out my case here. And your mind, and you may experience emotions, and and many people say, man, when I step foot into church or I hear a message, I, I feel the emotions. And ultimately, it does change your will and your want to's, what you want to do. But as we read, it is not enough to simply think it or even stop short by believing it. We must confess. If that's you today, right now, I invite you to pray this prayer with me. Simply say, God in heaven, I want to begin a relationship with you. I want to know you. Today, I believe in my heart. And right now I confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Son of God, raised from the dead. And right now I ask you to forgive me for every time I've missed it, to make me brand new. Jesus, thank you for loving me with everything you have. Thank you for dying on the cross for me, giving your life for me. Today, I give my life to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Father, I just thank you for everyone who prayed that prayer. Lord, for everyone who made that decision, that first action step to follow you. Father, not only them, but we all choose to embrace your plans 
as we head into this new year. Lord, that we develop action plans, that we write down dates, that we write down a plan. Not only that, but God, we surrender our 2020 to you. Today we give all this to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, as we close, I just want to invite you to to, to take the next step if you prayed that prayer with us and simply text the word next to 469-289-1114. Again, that's text the word next to 469-289-1114. And we always are interested in hearing your testimony. And I, I've talked many times about a plus one and, and bringing somebody along with you like you're going to an event and, and bring somebody and say, hey, here's a URL. Just copy and paste it to them or send it to them. And for those of you who are interested, we're, we started something a few weeks ago that you can text the word YouTube, like YouTube, our videos where they're found, to the same number, 469-289-1114. And it will automatically, after Sunday service, it'll send you a direct link to the Sunday service. That may be an easier way because many people say, I just forget to go. It's an easy way for you to be included in that. Simply text the word YouTube all together. Lastly, if you want to be a part of the giving solution and the financial blessings of this church, and we've talked a lot about that in the last few weeks, so if you have any questions about that, you can go back and watch those videos and and get a better understanding of what giving is all about and how it's about you it's not about us. You simply go to givetobelong.com. It's on our website as well. There's a link for giving. It's in our app. If you don't have our app, you can go to any of the, the stores, the Apple Store, the Google Play Store. It's all there. Or the easiest way probably is to text to give, and that is 469-410-7788. And those have to be separate numbers. I'm sorry, with so many numbers, it gets confusing. But finances have to be a completely separate number to keep everything secure. You simply type text the word give to 469-410-7788. It's gonna ask you a few questions the first time, it'll get you set up, and then after that, it's super easy. So Lenore worked uh, her job this week, and she said, how do I do this again? And you just simply put the amount you want in there because she's already got it set up and put those digits in there, and then you hit send, and that it's automatically done for you. Well, let's stand and pray. Father, I just thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for this season as we turn our attention to Jesus coming as a baby and the manger scenes and the the three wise men and just all the different things, Lord, and all the beautiful lights and the the Christmas tree we have here in the corner, Lord, and just all this wonderful season of time. Lord, I thank you for everything you're doing in all of our hearts. Lord, I thank you as we look forward to 2020, you're doing amazing things in all of us. Father, we give you this time. We give you this glory. Father, we just thank you for everyone that's making that decision to follow you. Lord, for the ones who have had their lives changed and are starting a different plan. And Lord, I just thank you for everyone who's given to this church. Lord, I speak a blessing out of the office of a pastor over those who are giving. Father, I just thank you for everything you're doing. We bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.